Good morning and welcome to the Be Unconventional podcast. I'm your host, Rakita Harper, and I'm here to help you win this week. So let's dive right in. Happy Monday and welcome to episode eight of the Be Unconventional podcast. Today's topic is titled Gracious Communication. As you all know, I love taking a deeper look into the Bible and helping you all find practical ways to apply scripture to your everyday lives. That being said, I thought I'd invite a very good friend and sister in the Lord on the show today to share with us practical communication tools that will help you build healthy relationships, a healthier work environment, and quality friendships. So joining me as a co-host today is Mrs. Dominique Kennedy of Atlanta, Georgia. She is the owner and practitioner of Fayette Speech Therapy, but most importantly, she is a spirit-filled believer who is deeply rooted in Christ and whose faith is displayed in her work and how she communicates with others. Dominique, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Rakita. It's so great to be here with you today. Likewise, thank you for hopping on and agreeing to do this with us. Um, could you do our listeners a favor and just let them know a little bit more about yourself? Absolutely. I'm a mother. I'm a wife. Um, I'm a communication expert. Uh, specifically, I have studied communication sciences and disorders um, and earned a graduate level degree in speech language pathology. I have opportunities to uh, serve as a speaker and trainer. It is my mission to empower professionals and leaders uh, through the expert programs that I've developed, um, offering valuable resources and really centering uh, this community around effective communication. Wow, I think that is so important and necessary. One of the other things that I think is equally important is that you are a woman of faith and I'm a firm believer that Christians should be um, in these areas, in these types of professions to couple their faith with um, their education. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I certainly agree with what you're saying. I think it's important on every level as Christians and uh, all the different ways that we choose to identify. uh, Communication permeates through all of those different roles, all of those different areas. So it's such a key component to everything that we do. I agree. And for today's episode, Dominique, I believe the Lord spoke to me and said, my people don't know how to communicate with each other. Mm. Um, And I believe the Lord spoke to me and said that he wants to give us all wisdom. He wants to give us wisdom in all things and in every, every area of our lives. But this particularly came to me as I was just looking throughout the body of Christ with everything that's going on in the world. There's so much strife. Um, There's so much division and the church should be leading the charge in the quest for unity. But we're part of the accuser of the brethren. Right. Mm. Like some some of um, some Christians are the ones who are accusing others and being divisive and things like that. And uh, I think it just goes basic communication uh, tools and conflict resolution, like all of these things. I feel like we can be so overly spiritual sometimes that we look at these basic fundamentals of communication. And so um, there are many Christians, I believe, who struggle with communication as it pertains to relationships, be it mm-hmm. marital, friendships, or even workplace. And I believe that as Christians, um, our titles and positions come secondary to our identity in Christ. 
And so if you're an employer, um, you're, you're a Christian who happens to be an employer mm-hmm. or you're a Christian who is a husband or a wife. Right. Um, and so I'm, the whole point of this podcast is to help people put their Christ identity first um, for their Christ identity to be displayed in every area of life. And I believe it should be displayed in our speech and how we communicate with others. Um, would you share your thoughts on that and maybe take it from here? Absolutely, Rakita. You laid that out so beautifully. Um, you spoke to the different roles. You know, I think about the relationships that we have and the different communicative experiences that we have. We tend to have so many different hats that we wear, so many different roles that we play, whether it be in our personal lives, our professional lives, our lives as a parent. So when we're thinking about those particular areas, as you said, our Christ identity should show up in every aspect of our lives. Our Christ identity should permeate through all of those different experiences. And when God's word dwells in us, it changes us. We Mm -hmm. should be changed. There should be a shifting. There should be something that shifts within us that helps people to readily recognize the Christ in us. So, you know, when we think about um, how people experience us, that's something I speak a lot about. How do people experience me? When you show up to a conversation, when you show up on the job, when you encounter, you know, someone in your personal relationship, when your kids are experiencing you, how Mm -hmm. is that actually happening? And then what should show up? You know, what should show up as a Christian? What should show up in these different situations? And when we think about ourselves as Christians, uh, it is my hope that we're able to have, you know, God's word and what we know of his word, what we know of his, uh, his, his essence, his being, his identity show up in, in, in those different communicative experiences. So, um, you know, communication is so important. And if we don't have an anchor, if we don't have something that we're able to reference, something that we live by, that oftentimes creates this, this discord. It creates these communication breakdowns. It lends itself to having these you know, challenges that may show up in these different experiences, but being able to be a person who is able to lean into the patience even that's required mm-hmm. or, you know, lean into the level of understanding that is required and being able to draw from each person, draw from each experience and being able to do that in an effective manner is so critical when you're thinking about building community, when you're thinking about building up a household, when you're thinking about building relationships in different arenas. And so mm-hmm. when I think about communication, I, I think uh, very often about, you know, weighing in on my words, thinking very deeply about the very message that I'm communicating, you know, leaning into what particular statement am I sharing and how would I have the listener to experience me through what I'm saying? You know, mm-hmm. I, I also think about, you know, how much weight we put in riches or how much weight we put in certain valuables. Why not put that same opportunity um, into Weighing our words, seeing our words as valuable, seeing our words as meaningful and how we share that particular piece uh, as it relates to our different experiences. Um, You know, I often think about um, the different communities that I'm a part of. And I think about myself as uh, as a wife. Uh, I think about myself as a parent. And I always want to make certain that uh, the Christ in me shows up in all of these different experiences when I speak is is what I'm saying a representation of 
my identity in Christ is, is when I'm demonstrating a, a, a clear representation as to how I would want someone to experience the love of the Lord. You know, when I look at one of my favorite scriptures um, happens to be Psalm 103, um, verse eight, and it says, the Lord is merciful. We're talking about gracious communication, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the Lord is merciful. Uh, he's gracious. He's slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So, you know, something that I teach on is, is very practical. This is taking this communication pause, the power of pause. So when we're able to, you know, encounter a person in conversation, when we're able to approach a different uh, experience, being able to take this power pause and think deeply about what we would have to show up in that experience. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you know, if we've had an opportunity to spend time with the Lord, if we take in those opportunities to have some personal time, it is my hope that what is showing up is what has been revealed to us through that personal time. Right. It is my hope that what is what is coming out or going forth is a reflection of what we've been able to receive during that particular uh, personal time with the Lord. So uh, those are just some things that I think about. I think it's very practical. Uh, I try to offer very functional uh, tools for people to just think about. But I often think about just really taking that power pause, really thinking deeply about how we weigh in our words, uh, really thinking about the value that's added to another person through how we're able to uh, share with them and how they're able to experience us. That is so good. I, I want to um, touch on something that you said, and I'm paraphrasing. It, it, first of all, this is so good. Thank you so much <laughs> for this. This is good. Um, when we spend time with God in prayer, you said, hopefully that shows up, like what we receive from the Lord in our long time. And hopefully it shows up in the way we communicate, in the way we carry ourselves. And oftentimes I see that, um, and I'm, and I'm speaking, we're, we're talking about Christians here. So mm -hmm. I see oftentimes where people have all this like deep, deep, deep revelation. The Lord mm. showed me angels. The Lord showed me this. The Lord showed me that. And they have all these grand prophetic words. And right. They speak in tongues and all these things. And yet they're not merciful. Mm. They're not abounding in steadfast love or they're not slow to anger. You mm. know what I mean? And I'm yes. like, does God bypass the little things in this? Wow. Like what we deem the little things. Um, does he bypass those to give us these grand, um, radical, supernatural experiences? I, I do believe he totally cares about the basics. I believe Absolutely. that he he cares about those things, and it's a reason why these things are fundamentals. I think about basketball players. You know, mm -hmm. you just because you make it to the NBA doesn't mean you stop practicing free throws. It doesn't mean you stop practicing dribbling and passing. Those are fundamentals that get sharpened and they get increased through every single game, every mm. single season. And so I think about these basic fundamentals in christianity absolutely loving, loving your neighbor being kind to one another and mm -hmm. helping one another and so what you're talking about um and i know you're going to go deeper in the communication i just wanted to kind of like interject with that um for our listeners who 
um, who may have experienced those types of Christians. You know, I'm not going to call you out <laughs> if you are that type of Christian. You know, the Holy Ghost will work on you. We're not judging you. But maybe <laughs> you've experienced these types of Christians where you're like, man, they sure talk a lot about God and their position in God and what God is showing them, but they are so rude. They are so mm. mean. Um, and not to judge these people, we need to have grace for them. Absolutely. Um, we need to have great grace from them and understanding that um, they skipped some fundamentals. <laughs> and so regardless of how people treat us, we need to make sure that when we're spending time with God, that he is um, that we're allowing the Lord to highlight the areas where we need to grow. I just wanted to throw that in there, sis. Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad that you did. And, and just really adding to what you said, I do believe that we need to sometimes go back. Oftentimes we need to go back to the basics. When we mm -hmm. think about just the basic communication, active listening is a fundamental skill in communication. Being able to show that you're actually engaged in the conversation is a fundamental skill. And we know skill. We know that, you know, social media and we all have busy lives and we have things to get to and we have goals and we have different things that we are pursuing, endeavors that we are uh, you know, working toward, but being mm -hmm. able to take time to pause, being able to set aside time to fully give yourself to an opportunity, it really demonstrates love. It really demonstrates grace. It really demonstrates courtesy as it relates to being able to give freely into a conversation. So mm -hmm. just those basic skills, again, um, you know, something else that is important when you're you, I think about in the professional setting, and I talk about this often as well. We have our goals. We may many of us may have already laid out uh, our Q1 through Q4 goals <laughs> for the year. You know, you may have this whole spreadsheet laid out, everything that you want to have happen. So we take the time literally sitting down to strategize, sitting down to, you know, think deeply, sitting down to consider where we've been and where we would hope to go. Well, why not apply those same skills to a communicative experience? Why mm. not enter a conversation knowing, hey, my objective is this. Before we leave the end, before we uh, end this conversation, it is my hope that we're able to get to a new level of understanding. Before we leave this conversation, it is my hope that we're able to align in a way where we're both able to consider what the other has shared, yes. consider the strong points, listen in through a lens of, uh, of through grace, you know, listen mm -hmm. deeply for what is being shared, not just through our experiences. Cause I, when I think about communication, it's so many layers. There's such a science. Again, I studied communication sciences. So it's, it's a science and art to communication. So when we show up in these experiences, we're bringing our experiences, we're bringing our values, we're bringing all of these different features and factors. But when we're able to sit with a person, it's so important to think about, um, again, how we would have them to experience us, but also uh, be able to consider what is it that I hope to achieve? Mm. What is it that I hope for them to hear? What is that I hope for us to be able to get to through this opportunity that we have? Because I think about every communicative experience as an opportunity, whether it's an opportunity for me to learn and grow, whether it's an opportunity to, for me to offer uh, uh, clarity or, or gain some clarification. There's so many different opportunities and the experiences that we have. 
So Mm -hmm. being able to consider what is it that I would hope to achieve through this exchange? What are my objectives? What are my intentions? How am I communicating that effectively? Am I communicating that effectively? And then you, I want to go back to something else that you said when we talk about just that, just that mercy that people have, that, that opportunity that we give one another to, um, really understand this, the humanness in people that we have mm-hmm. experienced that show up. Um, but I think about that, that scripture uh, in Lamentations uh, chapter three, it's verses 22 through 23. Um, it says, faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercy never ceases. Uh, great is his faithfulness. His mercy begins afresh and new each day. So I try to, through mm. every experience, walk into this opportunity with a, a renewed uh, a renewed mind, you know, not holding against that person, maybe something that happened before or not holding against them, maybe an experience that they had previously, but being mm-hmm. able to enter this conversation with fresh eyes, fresh ears, renewed in my understanding so that I can show up willing to receive and also willing to add value in exchange. So it's just, it's these basic things that we benefit from these basic things that we we can find value in through exercising these particular skills uh, just in a simple conversation which is never a simple conversation i always think about conversations right. as these like layers upon layers of opportunity so just being able to show up differently being able to think differently about again what you would hope to gain and what your intentions are is so critical i like what you said about how we take time as professionals to set our professional goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should approach conversations that way. And I don't know if you plan to go into this, but um, the conversation, and, and I, I have a very broad range of listeners. Mm-hmm. They come from every walk of life, um, you know, ethnicity and all that. Um, But one of the things that I'm really, really passionate about is racial reconciliation. Mm. I am so passionate about people coming to an understanding about each other's experiences, Mm -hmm. not entering into a conversation to be right, Mm. um, but entering a conversation to display grace, to display love. And um, what do you hope to get out of the situation? So I want to, I just want to bring it up and you don't have to touch on anything like that, but I want to bring up um, when, and I feel like this is the Holy Spirit. When we talk about um, race relations, we talk about racism in this country. Mm -hmm. I have to, and this is a very unpopular opinion, but I have to, I can't neg- um, not neglect, but I, I can't ignore the experiences that I've had in this country as a black woman, mm. right? I can't mm-hmm. ignore them. But when I approach a conversation about race, I immediately have to put on my Christ identity. You understand what I'm saying? Like I have yes. to. I have to come at this conversation from my identity in Christ and not just as a black woman. Mm. If I just see, if I just see or, or hear, um, let's say, you know, a white person, if I hear a white person talking to me 
um, about racism and how they've experienced how they feel and what their opinions are. If I just look through the lens of my black experience, I'm going to be offended. I'm, I'm going to be closed off. <laughs> um, mm. I'm, I'm going to be ready to defend. Right. I'm going to be ready. I'm not going to be slow to anger mm. because it, because I'm only looking from a lens of my black experience. So then I have to be intentional the same way I'm intentional about setting my professional goals. Right. For the yes. year, I have yes. to be intentional about um, seeing the soul of this person in front of me, understanding that they may be coming at me from their only their white experience. Maybe they're mm. a Christian, but they're not they're not approaching me from their Christ identity. They're approaching me from their offended white experience. So we both can't be coming from a place of flesh. Wow. <laughs> one of us. Wow. One of us has to put on that Christ identity and see the damage that um racism and race, you know, poor race relations has done the damage that is done to their soul, having a grace for them, putting, you know what I'm saying? Like that's not an easy thing to do. It's not it's, an easy conversation to have. It's it's not an easy conversation to have, but if I'm the Christian, maybe I'm not talking to a Christian, but if I'm the Christian, the goal for me in that conversation would be to show the love of Christ at all costs. You understand wow. what I'm saying? Wow. How do I present the facts? How do I present the facts from, from, from a uh, factual place, but not just from my black experience? Cause you can't, you can't just say racism doesn't exist because we're a part of the body of Christ. No, it mm. exists. It's an evil spirit that is roaming about in the world. And I'm so uh, passionate about bringing people together in unity I have been reconciled by Christ. I consider myself a reconciler. So anytime I'm approaching a race conversation, I see myself as the reconciler. Mm. I see myself using the wisdom of God, using the grace of God to bring unity to this situation, to bring understanding to the situation. So look, I'm sorry I took a lot of time on that, but <laughs> I really wanted to put that out there like, this Christ identity, what is the goal of your conversation? You mentioned that. Where are right. you going into a conversation? What is your goal for this conversation? Taking time out to really think about that and be intentional about that. That's something that I was, I just wanted to touch on that. So I'm going to let you keep going with <laughs> what you have um, on the table for, for this topic. Absolutely. Well, you know, in speaking to some of the points that you shared. And I talked again about the, the science and the, the art of communication. There's this uh, framework that I developed, uh, the word equity model. And it specifically speaks to, in one part of it, communication style. And there's all these different factors. There's these natural factors that have to do with just this time and environment, how that's set up and different things relating to changes that do occur. And then there's the human factors. Again, I talked about the experiences that we bring to the table and what we value. And we have certain tendencies that show up in our communication. Mm -hmm. And then there's these external factors, internal factors. With the internal factors, it has very much to do, a lot to do with our self-awareness. So being self-aware, being both aware of uh, how you identify, uh, being aware of how Christ shows up in your conversations and being able to think deeply about deeply about um, what is your motivation so what motivates you to have this conversation mm -hmm. what motivates you to to bring up and broach this particular topic um, just thinking about all these different factors that come into uh, our own communication style and how we're able to 
bring all of those different pieces to even having a conversation such as um, that on uh, racial reconciliation. I have a book, actually, um, several books, but one in particular that offers opportunities for individuals to come to the table and ask questions. It's entitled mm. Reconciliation Through Conversation. And it just allows for individuals, maybe you've not ever thought about the best way to approach. Maybe you've had some reservations about uh, how to approach a particular uncomfortable or challenging conversation. So being able to be given the tools, being, a, being, being able to uh, being offered uh, a resource that will help you come to the table and help to guide how you would uh, initiate that particular kind of conversation. So there's so many factors, but I would think that it goes back to not only um, a willingness to have the conversation and a heart to uh, listen and receive. Mm. And that's your book. You wrote that book. Absolutely. Yes. It's one of several, um, but it's entitled Reconciliation Through Conversation. Okay, listeners, put a pin in it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to hear from Dominique towards the end of the show about how you can connect with her, but definitely definitely put a pin in it. I am, I am for one, going to purchase this book, sis, um, because Thank my you. heart is so for reconciliation, not just in race relations, but I just don't like division. Right. I don't like strife. I don't like drama. I don't like any of that. And those things should not be named among the saints. That should not ever strife, drama, mess, confusion, division. Like that should never be coming from the body of Christ. Um, so I'm so glad you brought up that book. Thank you for sharing that. What else uh, do you have um, to share with us today about gracious communication? Absolutely. I'm so glad we have this opportunity to even just have this conversation. One other thing I wanted to make sure that we leaned into is the actual definition. When we think about grace, I know from a biblical perspective, we talk about this unmerited uh, favor of God, right? Mm -hmm. But to even think about it in maybe more uh, simple terms, um, being able to consider goodness that's undeserved, goodness uh, that is unearned. And we think about often about, um, you know, what we deserve and I deserve this and I, I, this is due to me, or this is something that is a part of what I should be able to have access to. And we put so many different markers and place so many different pins on what we deem is a part of that. Well, why not consider in a given exchange, maybe someone did not do everything on your list of things to mm. um, earn your uh, uh favor, or maybe they didn't do everything on your list of things to um, maybe have a particular opportunity, maybe a second, third, fifth, however many times we give people chances. But when we're thinking about grace, just being able to consider um, offering and extending the opportunity to forgive, giving the opportunity to uh, show favor in that uh, you're willing to consider, hey, this person might have had a human experience today. This person mm -hmm. might have had this, you know, maybe uncharacteristic experience today, but let me take an opportunity to see them through a lens of empathy, see them for their humanness and understand that the Christ in me is greater and can allow me and give me the tools necessary to reach them or the tools necessary to have this conversation in a productive way or effectively uh, share our strong points and still come out 
um, in that particular conversation in a way that we can feel like that we we understood one another, at least heard one another out. So again, just very mm. practical things, taking time to just really consider all the different things that we bring to, t- to the table and then how Christ has empowered us to be able to manage those things. Wow. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, would you say, let me ask you this, would you say that... Um, one of the goals, um, I don't know if I should use the word goals, but um, that maybe we should be intentional when we approach conversation, especially difficult ones. So maybe it's a marital issue that, you, you know, you you have to confront something with your spouse and, you know, maybe it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, or maybe it's an employer that you, you know, they have this position of authority, but um their humanness is on display 99% of the time and it's mm-hmm. affecting your work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you want to be gracious because of their position, even with your spouse, you want to be gracious because, you know, that's your husband. You don't want to like hurt his feelings or, you know, bring him down, but something has to be confronted. Would you say that it's good for us to um, approach difficult conversations ready to forgive and, um, ready for the possibility that they may have an issue to bring to us. You know what I'm saying? Like ready to forgive and ready to be forgiven. Wow. Yes. I I absolutely believe that forgiveness is for us. So whether I was positioned to be at a disadvantage or whether I was the person who perhaps uh, presented myself to uh, miscommunicate something and I did not intend to do that, I do believe that it is my responsibility to choose forgiveness. Again, I said my, because I can't tell other people what to do. But um, when I think about forgiveness, it's something that's my responsibility. It impacts so many different areas of our lives when we hold on to and allow those things to weigh on us. Uh, Mm -hmm. So when I think about uh, a particular exchange, absolutely, um, I should be very intentional about what I am communicating. I should be very intentional about the message that's being shared and making certain that I am able to at least be open to the possibilities, be open to the possibilities of what can occur, what is available through that exchange, whether it be, again, gaining some more clarity, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be um, offering a new perspective, perhaps there's a piece of information that you we're not privy to previously. And in having this exchange, you're better able to make an informed decision because you have all of the, all you have all the information, you have all the pieces um, that would allow you to make a a better and more informed decision. So, you know, when I, when I think about actually sitting down with a person or going into a conversation, I try to listen through a lens of positioning myself to to learn and also receive. So I'm there to learn. I'm there to receive. I'm also to, I'm there, I'm there to exchange. It's a, it's a, it's a two way experience. Uh, but it's, it's something that I think deeply about because I want to make sure when I enter the conversation, mm-hmm. I am listening for not only just the specific words that are being shared, but the message behind what is being shared. And I think about how I approach my Bible. Like I read my Bible And I read the words that are on the page. I like to hold my Bible and read those pages. And Mm -hmm. 
it's important that I not just look at the print and say, okay, I did that. I see that. I read that. I understand that. What am I gaining from that particular scripture? What am I getting from the words on that page that would help to uh, better inform me about how to live? That will better Mm. inform me as to, you know, what I need to be saying to my spouse, what I should be saying to uh, my colleagues um, or individuals in my profession, what I should be saying to my children. So making sure that when we read our Bible, when we read the message, uh, we're actually able to gain something beyond just what the words are saying. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about? What What would he have you to to understand better and then later, you know, share an exchange on? So in that same um, example, when I'm showing up to a conversation, I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm listening to listening to every word that you're speaking, but mm-hmm. I'm also hearing you from a heart perspective. I'm hearing you uh, through the value that your words are adding to me. I'm hearing you from a place of understanding that goes beyond just the specific words that you said but the message that you're trying to convey. And that's something I learned very early on um, in my own family, just being able to understand that words are shared in a certain way. And yes, we should be very careful about the words that we share and very mindful about what we speak, but also understand there's a message behind what has been communicated. There's a message behind what that person is trying to say. So being open to um, receiving in a way that helps me to, see that person differently, helps me to see them for what they're trying to communicate. And then it helps me to move differently. It helps me to um, operate in that, in that relationship more effectively. So there's just so much in, mm-hmm. you know, what we can take from just what we do on a daily basis as Christians through reading our word and getting information from it, but also how we can apply that through just daily exchanges. Yeah, that's the most, the application is the most important part. You know, Jesus died and rose so we could have this abundant life, but many of us don't experience that mm. abundant life because we're not cooperating with the word of God. We're not cooperating with, um, in by faith, what he has laid out for us to Absolutely. enjoy this life, right? Um, so, man, this was so good. I want to, um, in conclusion, I want to just say to the listeners that I hope you have heard something that has transformed your life. I hope you will go back and listen again and again and again, take notes, study what Dominique has been saying today. And uh, I pray that you'll search your heart to see where you can do a better job at communicating with those you love and work with and even strangers. I believe that the Lord cares about every area of our lives and the Bible is full of scriptures, about <laughs> how important our words are, even how important our delivery of those words are. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Bible talks about kindness being refreshing to your souls. Um, so there, there are acts of kindness and then there are kind words. And the Bible talks about how refreshing that is to the soul of a person. And so the Bible's clear about our delivery, how we should approach conversations and how we should get our words across. And so um, I want to thank you again, Dominique, for coming on and sharing with us. But I would also like to ask you, do you have a specific challenge or homework rather that you would like our listeners to do this week to apply what you've shared today? 
Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the opportunity to share this challenge with the listeners. So uh, when I opened up in conversation at the top of this particular exchange, I asked or shared the statement, um, how do people experience me in conversation? So it is my challenge to the listeners to ask yourselves when you're thinking about your personal relationships, when you're thinking about your professional relationships, and even if you are a parent, ask yourself, really sit with the question, how do people experience me in conversation? And then once you're able to do that, the next time you have an opportunity to approach a conversation, go in with clear intentions, go in having set clear objectives and actually lead that conversation having met those particular areas. That is my challenge to you. Oh gosh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, so you heard the lady. <laughs> Sit and ask yourself, how do people experience me in conversation? Um, that is uh, life-giving to me. And I want to mention to none of what we're saying, when, when you do sit with yourself and you ask this very uh, honest question to yourself, um, be sure not to allow self-condemnation mm -hmm. uh, to rise up because this is not uh, for condemnation purposes. This is for edification. This is for Absolutely. growth. This is for transformation. So um, don't beat yourself up because um, I, I would even take it a step further. I'm going to add a question. So Dominique's question was, how do people experience me in conversation? I would want you to also ask yourself, how would I think of me in conversation? Mm. Okay. So if, if, if you say something, if, you, if you're, however you say it, think to yourself, how would I have received that if somebody had done that to me? Um, this is how we allow Holy Spirit to help us grow. This is how that works. And so um, another thing I would like for Dominique to do um, is to um, let them know how they can follow you. I would like for you to just share like your website or books, anything, anything that the listeners can do to kind of keep up with what you're doing, number one. And then how can they support you? I believe this is a ministry, not just a career for you, but I do believe that it's a ministry for you. So how can the listeners um, connect with you and support this ministry of yours? Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity to share this part of the conversation. So uh, the best and most effective, efficient way to reach me is through Dominique kennedy.com go to dominique kennedy.com there you'll be able to access opportunities to uh, grab a hold of the resources all five of my five of my books and publications are available there um, you have access to the courses that are available to you um, as well as uh, being able to secure uh, speaking opportunities there uh, with me and um, again just really getting an opportunity to consider how to better approach conversation that happens through uh, exchanging that happens through the resources that are available to you and just connecting to community. So definitely head over to dominiquekennedy.com. Perfect. And would you do us the honors today of first praying over our listeners? And then I like to always invite listeners to Christ if they haven't accepted him as their Lord and savior. And so would you do the honors of uh, first praying over the listeners and then doing the invitation to Christ? Absolutely. 
Um, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to hear and receive from you. It is our prayer that each and every listener was able to gain uh, biblical wisdom and insight and understanding from the conversation that was had today and also be able to apply those particular principles in their daily lives. Father, we want people to win. We want people to overcome. We want them to be edified and enriched in all things that they do. And most importantly, Father God, we want Christ to show up in all uh, people and all things. So we ask, Father God, that you just lead each and every person to uh, Take this information, apply it in a way that you will have it best serve them and uh, just continue to receive from you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And now I'll go ahead and lead us into the prayer of salvation. Um, um, I just ask that you share a uh, state with me. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I always say at the end of the salvation prayer, I always say, uh, just like that, welcome to the kingdom of God. Angels are rejoicing because of your decision. And today is the first day of the best days of your new life. So thank you, Dominique, once again, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you. All right, ladies and some gentlemen who are listening with us today, um, enjoy the rest of your week and we are out. Take care. If today's episode was a blessing to you, or if you received Jesus into your heart, there are a few ways you can let me know so I and other listeners can celebrate with you. Number one, subscribe and leave a review. Number two, send me a private message on the Be Unconventional Instagram and Facebook socials. Or you can email me at rakitaharper at gmail.com. Number three, Leave what I would like to call a victory voicemail by simply using the link in the bio of the Be Unconventional socials on Instagram and Facebook. Your voicemail may end up on an episode. And lastly, share with others. I'm your host, Rakita Harper, reminding you to be encouraged, be empowered, be inspired, but most importantly, be unconventional.